0: Up when I want to, not because you told me. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Pizza and Parsex. I'm Liv. I'm Dave. And we're still quarantined.
1: It's another quarantine cast.
0: It is another quarantine cast that I decided. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> you want to try that again?
0: No. I liked that. I'm going to keep it. Okay. This is the way.
1: <laughs> this is the way until the end of April.
0: Oh, I'm so over this. In our state, schools have officially been canceled for their whole rest of the school year.
1: Which means the kids that live in my neighborhood are going to be going insane.
0: Yep. And my little brother is home. That was really good. Thanks. That was really, really I, good. I,
1: I like I like making noises, you know.
0: <laughs> well, you also you played the saxophone.
1: I did play the saxophone so you've way got, back in the day. Yeah,
0: you've got you've got some knowledge on on the brass instruments.
1: It's technically not a brass instrument, it's a woodwind. Well It looks brass.
0: I don't know the but difference. It's
1: it's a woodwind because it has a reed. Uh, brass they don't have reeds in brass basically it's just pursing your lips in a specific way maintaining that embouchure and making a sound
0: (laughs) gotcha i taught myself how to play guitar so that's about the extent of my instrument abilities well no i could play the cajon pretty good at that too that's a box drum that you sit on
1: you're such an indie girl
0: yeah you know
1: which coffee shop are you playing at later
0: None. They're all (laughs) closed. Quarantine. Oh, I miss my coffee shops. Circa's technically still open. They do curbside, which is nice.
1: Are coffee shops considered an essential business? Yes. No,
0: probably not. They're just open in Tyrone. (laughs) They're essential for
1: some people. They're essential for me. (laughs) I make my coffee at home.
0: Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of home coffee. I can't go into Circa and that's like half the fun. I like going into Circa.
1: Because they know you. It's like cheers when you walk in. Everybody's like, live.
0: Yes. The usual? Yes. Even my dance moms know my usual. I was doing some recording at the studio with my friend. And we had a kid come and assist us for one of the classes because she assists my friend in her class. Her mom came and picked her up. We got a phone call and, like, hey, we're at Circa. Can we bring you anything? We're like, yes. And she asked my friend, hey, what would you like? And she went up and told her, like, I just want a latte. I think she said, like, a vanilla latte or something like that. Over the phone, I hear this dance mom clearly. Does Olivia want her usual? I was like, yes. Everyone knows I like the Biscoff frappuccino with an extra shot.
1: Biscoff is like one of my sweet indulgences. I yes. love me some Biscoff.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. So we are in day, what is it? 20?
1: 900.
0: Yeah. Of quarantine. We just released our quarantine podcast and I thought it would be super fun to kind of do quarantine podcast part two and kind of update on some of the things that we've talked about because since then, we have seen Frozen 2. I have been playing Animal Crossing like it's my life.
1: Because it has been.
0: It really has been for the past five days. I've been playing it for the past five days. I got it on the 28th.
1: I wonder if the government's going to reimburse you in Bells, the corona check.
0: I would much rather have actual cash, but Bells would be fine too. (laughs) Or rupees. I could I could save some rupees for the Breath of the Wild 2 that is in pre-production. I cannot wait for.
1: Hey, anything that's going to help me pay for this wedding, I'm a fan of.
0: <laughs> yes. So yeah, and since then, you're still reading your Revenge of the Sith, because the last we heard, you, were, you hadn't started rereading it yet.
1: No. Last time, I literally just finished Dark Disciple, yes. and... I am probably about 70 pages away from finishing up Revenge of the Sith. It's a long book. It's like 400 pages. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. We're going to end up talking about this on our Revenge of the Sith cast. But one of my issues with it is like things happen really abruptly. The character transitions don't really happen in what I would consider a natural way. Okay. Like Anakin's turn for example. Right. Which Clone Wars helps with that a lot. Yes. And this does a fantastic job, especially with the conversation that he's having with the Emperor. Mm -hmm. When Anakin discovers that Palpatine is Lord Sidious. Right. Like there's so much more around that. And I'm so happy that I'm reading this because now I'm like, okay, now I can better understand the conflict within Anakin In that moment, Mm -hmm. which, as we all know, like he basically the entire reason he turned was so he could say Padme. Right. Like that's the whole thing behind it. But there's a lot more inner conflict that you get to see leading up to that and during that entire conversation that the two of them have.
0: Very cool.
1: It's very gradual in the way that Anakin is turned against the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. It just feels so much more organic. That's and really cool. I have been really enjoying it so far. Can't wait to dive back in because I'm almost to execute order sixty-six.
0: Nice. Which
1: makes you really happy.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and since our first quarantine podcast, I have finished all seas or all six seasons. And I'm officially on season seven of Clone Wars. Yes. Just finished season six. In our last podcast, we talked about how I just finished season five. So I got all 13 episodes done. I had to share my time with Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing is life right now. And we have a couple of new updates on Mulan and Black Widow. I don't know if you know this. I don't. Um, Please enlighten me. There is a rumor that Disney Plus and Disney themselves are debating on putting Black Widow and Mulan on Disney Plus.
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So we are potentially getting the two big spring Disney movies still in spring which is really exciting because those are those are two movies that Disney's putting out right now. We have some really exciting ones coming up in the future, but quarantine is probably not going to affect the release of certain movies. So
1: That's so exciting. Yeah. I know how fired up you were for Mulan.
0: I'm so fired up for Mulan, and I haven't seen it yet, and I cannot wait. I'm just excited. Let's start with Frozen 2 because we have actually watched Frozen 2.
1: Before we dive into Frozen 2... Let's talk briefly about your thoughts going into this based on your experience with Frozen Prime.
0: I don't like Frozen. Like, I love Disney movies. I have always been a huge Disney fan. Some of my favorites are like Beauty and the Beast. I love Sleeping Beauty because of the original Tchaikovsky score being used in the film. I truly love even some of the more recent movies. Like, I really liked... Oh, I love Tangled. Like, that's more of a new age Disney princess opposed to our original core group of Disney princesses. So I do want to preface all of this with I'm not a Disney hater and I'm not a Disney princess hater. I have favorite Disney princesses. Little Mermaid, fantastic. You know, there's there's just so many. I don't like Frozen because it seemed like a try-hard movie, in my opinion. I love uh, Dina Menzel. I think her work has always been amazing. I've always been a huge fan of hers. Kristen Bell does a fantastic job of playing Anna. I love uh, the guy who speaks Olaf. He killed me in the live action Beauty and the Beast, like, as LeFou. Like, I thought nobody else could play Lafu better than this guy. But it was a little underwhelming. We finally get, like, a new movie about, like, a new Disney princess, cause the last one before this was Princess and the Frog. And that didn't do so hot. That wasn't like, there was, it was kind of a hit and miss type of reaction. There's a lot of people who loved the American Disney princess and a lot of people who didn't like the American Disney princess. But we finally have this like queen and princess movie that is kind of following along the same lines as every other Disney princess. Except, The fact that Elsa doesn't get married. Like this is the first time that we see this princess moving into a queenship that is not getting married into it. There's no love interest for the main character. There's a love interest for the co-main character, but not for necessarily Elsa herself. So I was really kind of fired up for this whole like new concept of Disney princess. And it was super underwhelming.
1: Maybe she opens up a gay bar Across the street from an Italian restaurant, like probably, like <laughs> like Batwoman, like,
0: <that> <laughs> like Kate Kane, most likely. I I I don't know. There was just this like missing factor for me in Frozen. It had all the right music. It had all the right comedic release. I think my favorite part and the only part I really will ever watch Frozen for is when Olaf says, winter's a great time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a." Happy snowman! We all know he like saved a pause for everyone to be like he meant puddle because puddle rhymes with cuddle.
1: Thanks for walking me through that.
0: (laughs) And it's funny. (laughs) Oh, it was funny. I thought that that's like the only part that I actually got a kick out of. And maybe the part where he's like, watch my butt. Also, let it go. I'm so sick and tired of that song. Being a dance teacher, that's the song like I heard that song for a solid year and I was over it. Every single dancer, let's do um let it go. Every competition for like six and under, it's let it go for like contemporary. It's just maddening. So when Frozen 2 came out, I was like underwhelmed. And like, okay, great. We get another sequel because Disney's already notorious for crappy sequels. Like, let's be real. Example? Little Mermaid 2, Beauty and the Beast 2, Pocahontas 2, Peter Pan 2, Lion King 2. And a half? No, Lion King 1 and a half, exception. Fantastic movie. You want a good movie, but you know why it's fantastic? It follows the basic storyline of The Lion King just from Timon and Pumbaa's perspective. It's just the same movie. I can keep going. There are others.
1: Point made. (laughs) I surrender.
0: This is, and I have to give, you know, some credit, this is one of the first sequels that we've had, the still had the original cast. A lot of times Disney has these sequels and it's not the same cast and it's not the same artistic design for the the movie itself. We look at all these sequels for Beauty and the Beast, for Little Mermaid, for all of these other ones, you can tell that there's a huge difference in the graphics and the cinematic production. This is the first one where we really get like the same quality. That's my feelings going into Frozen 2.
1: By same quality, you mean the same characters or same animation or?
0: Same animation, same characters.
1: See, I thought they upped their animation game in this.
0: I can agree with the water part because we've had Moana.
1: So I enjoyed Frozen 1. I still like Let It Go. Come at me.
0: Okay, we'll do it to (laughs) (laughs) him. All I know is how to do it to (laughs) him.
1: But that was never a song that got beat over my head. I don't work with children. I don't work in a field where that song would literally be playing on repeat. Right. That was never really an issue for me.
0: You're very lucky.
1: I thought the soundtrack was great, catchy songs. Unlike you, I did not like Olaf in the first one. Really? Yeah.
0: He's the only reason I made it through Frozen.
1: The only characters that I actually liked in the first Frozen were probably Anna and Elsa. Those were pretty much the only two. I will say that I liked Olaf more than Sven and Kristoff. I will say that. Okay. But Anna and Elsa were the two big ones that I liked.
0: In that one, that's really the two that we dive deep into in Frozen. It really does center around Elsa escaping because her powers are now out of control and she's scared of them and Anna... Searching for her and then finding this ice guy who was raised by... He
1: was a pretty ice guy. Rock
0: trolls. (laughs) Pretty ice guy. It took me a second. It's like, no. Pretty ice. Like, pretty nice guy. Ah, that makes total sense. You're real slow.
1: You're really good at walking me through jokes, especially my own jokes. Yeah, so I appreciate I was that.
0: walking myself through that one, let's be real. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I was definitely walking myself through it to make sure I got it. Um, Ice one, babe. Thanks. I got that one. So yeah, like I can see where those two would be favored character.
1: So when Frozen 2 came along, based on my love of Frozen Prime, I was excited. I was not I know, and that bummed me out.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that was something that, like, when it came out, you were like, oh, Frozen 2. And I was like, oh, fun. <laughs> and you got kind of sad, and I felt bad.
1: But yeah, you kind of took the wind out of my sails on the Frozen 2 train, until you were the one that actually prompted us to watch Frozen 2.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, know, I knew that you loved Frozen. We didn't really have any plans for that particular night. I had to pick because you told me I had to pick the evening's activities that evening because you had picked the night before. So I took the easy way out and was like, I'll suggest Frozen too," because I know you've been wanting to watch it.
1: I was going to watch it without you.
0: I might as well. I've already seen every other sequel, so.
1: Which I was excited about. My general thoughts on it were that I really enjoyed this and I think I liked it more than the first one.
0: I definitely liked it more than the first one. Because
1: you liked this one
0: I was pleas- in general. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised and actually like really enjoyed watching this one. I tried so hard to give it crap the entire time and failed.
1: I even told you, like because you're watching this with me, I will do my best to make fun of it with you.
0: And, and I think we successfully made fun of it for the first 20 minutes. And then I got invested. And then I enjoyed it. And then I hated it because I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, mean, I was mad that I actually enjoyed this one. But it's fine. Anna was still an idiot the whole time. <laughs> Ask stupid questions. Anna's a dummy. <laughs> I'll still stand by that.
1: Shut up, Anna.
0: Like seriously. oh, oversensitive and just kind of dumb, but it's okay.
1: I actually felt bad for Kristoff. When he kept trying to propose, she just keeps on going down these tiny little rabbit holes.
0: I mean, and- he does he does do a kind of an iffy job on explaining himself.
1: How many people have you proposed to? Do you no, know I- how, how nerve-wracking it is?
0: How many people have you proposed to? I
1: don't want to talk about it. Not on the podcast. You're the only one.
0: <laughs> I was about to say.
1: You're the only one.
0: But I can imagine like if I had to propose to someone, I probably would like do a little bit like what Kristoff did and accidentally say things that lead someone else's brain to something else. On, um, I'm still siding with you. Anna was a dummy.
1: Okay. I was like, are you defending her?
0: No, I'm just saying like there were two sides to this.
1: Oh, I agree. That,
0: But Anna definitely blew everything out of proportion.
1: She would. And then she'd go off on her tangent and not wait for him to respond. Yeah. And then, like, leave. Yes. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Love was not an open door in that situation.
1: Love was not an open door. You know who I enjoyed more in this, though? And by more, I mean I actually enjoyed them a lot. Can I guess? Sure.
0: Olaf! He was such a jerk.
1: I loved Olaf. He was so sassy was in this.
0: savage. Straight savage. And their parents were dead. Everything! And Elsa cried. It was so good. That was just so funny. Elsa's
1: dead. Olaf's dead. And Anna cries. It
0: was just so good. His little monologues were just on point. I was not a fan of his song, though. No. His song, quite honestly, was the same melody to um, the song about Maria in Sound of Music. Literally the same song. That bothered me just a smidge.
1: Okay. But yeah, I thought he was—he was really funny. Super I, funny. When they're both singing on the way to Mordor, and Anna is like, "Olaf, I don't think we oh, need—I don't think we need yes, both yes, of yes, you yes, to yes, sing." Yes, 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 yes. And he's like, "You know, I was going to talk to her because she's a little pitchy, <laughs> little pitchy."
0: It was so good. I also—I looked up. Um, his name's Josh Gad, I think. He improvised most of his lines. That just made Olaf's character 10 times better for me in Frozen 2 and, you know, agreeing with you on how funny Olaf was because he just like came up with random stuff and then like they picked what they wanted from it.
1: And you know what his recapping monologues remind me of? What? The recapping monologues in Ant-Man that- Yes. Equally as entertaining for me. Yeah. Which I I loved that. The plot was interesting. Yes. It, It was- a little more engaging, I guess.
0: It wasn't a typical Disney princess sequel movie.
1: Sequel movie, no, but typical Disney, like, oh, we have to go to a mythical forest and set it free. Oh yeah, definitely, like, yeah. Like that's pretty typical. Definitely a
0: typical storyline I'm saying like the love interest, like we get we get a proposal, you know, we we see this love build still between Kristoff and Anna. They use that more towards comedic relief instead of the focal point of this movie. The focal point still is Elsa discovering her powers, which I actually appreciated that they continued on that path instead of changing it completely like Disney mostly does with their sequels.
1: I liked that we got more world building out of it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. World building.
1: World building. Got to find out a little bit more about her parents. Yeah. Got to find out.
0: They knew Brave. Brave.
1: That they knew Brave.
0: Because of the rocks.
1: Found Toothless's little cousin.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes.
1: Adorbs. Yes. Little thing was really cute. It was awesome.
0: He needs to be friends with Pascal.
1: Oh, for sure. But yeah, I want to see a team up movie. You know how like Family Guy has those Brian and Stewie adventures? Yes. I want to see a Brian and Stewie Road to adventure, but with Toothless Pascal and Little Fire Lizard. Yes. I think that'd be fun.
0: I think that would be super cool and I don't see I don't see why that can't be a thing, because we do know that Rapunzel and Finn showed up to the coronation of Elsa because they are in the movie Frozen. I didn't know that. Yeah. When Elsa's singing, when will my life begin or something like that? It's towards the beginning. Elsa's getting ready to be crowned queen. She's putting on gloves. Anna's swinging the doors open and as she's running down into the town, you actually get a glimpse of Rapunzel and Finn walking into the castle. It's one of those little Disney Easter eggs.
1: I just got really sad because How to Train Your his dream works.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to ruin that for you.
1: The dream is ruined.
0: I'm sorry. The dream doesn't work in this situation. Pascal and little Fire Guy can still get together.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: And Pascal's sassy, so like the two would compliment each other.
1: Found out Kristoff is essentially Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah. That was an exhausting segment. It was funny.
0: For like five seconds.
1: Yeah, it was just challenging. I enjoyed it the same way that I liked Tiger King.
0: Oh yeah, we did that too.
1: We can talk about that.
0: <laughs> we can't talk about that.
1: Like it was just one of those, okay, can't get more ridiculous than this.
0: And then it does.
1: And now there's four of him singing at the same time.
0: Yes. I find that every musical that I ever see or watch or experience, there's always one song I just can't stand and I have to fast forward. That was the that was the song for me.
1: I feel like if we ever watch Frozen 2 again, that'll be a part we skip.
0: Yes. I enjoyed it for the first like five to ten seconds and then it kept going and kept going and kept going. It was a lot. It was a lot to handle in a situation that did not need that much dramatics. Yes. In my opinion.
1: You had a really good joke in the movie, though, when Elsa is on her way to the mystery island and those water horses were coming after her and she tames one. It's a seahorse.
0: Oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? (laughs) It was a seahorse. It was essentially a seahorse. I was proud of myself for that one, but I couldn't remember. I thought life. I thought
1: it was really funny and I just had to call it out because I thought that joke was so good. Thank you. I don't have a follow up to that or anything. Like I just want everybody to know how funny my fiance is.
0: I feel like I made several good punchliners in the first twenty minutes and in a couple of scenes after like the Seahorse one. I think there was a few at the beginning that I kind of like poked fun at. I feel like I did a good job. Punchliners
1: or one-liners or punchlines?
0: No, punchliners. I know what I said. I'm going to stick to it. Um, Totally lost my ever-loving cool when Elsa was in the freaky island. I'd gone down to the bottom. Yes. Was seeing the past of all these different things, including Frozen 1. Heard, let it go, and went, eh. Lost my cool. I think I laughed for a solid like 10 minutes. We had to pause the movie. I thought that was so funny because that's how I feel about Let It Go. And to hear Adina Menzel have the same reaction through Elsa made me connect to Elsa even more.
1: It's a good song.
0: It was a good song.
1: The first hundred times.
0: Exactly. I do love, I'm jumping ship really quick. I just wanted to point out that I laughed hysterically at that part. Well, I
1: think it, I thought it was really funny too. Yeah. I think that entire scene was really cool. Yeah. Like how she was able to kind of navigate the past in her little fortress of solitude ice kingdom up there. Yes. What's your tangent?
0: Well, Let It Go was the big song for Frozen. And everyone's, you know, some people still love it. I do not. That's just fine. It's what it is. Uh, Into the Unknown. I'm obsessed with that right now. I really do enjoy Into the Unknown. I feel like, I think it has the same kind of uniqueness that some of the music in Moana has a lot of the riffs that Adina Menzel does and a lot of the like notes that she hits and the changing in chords I think it was really really well done and super beautiful um and Disney is definitely upping their musical game and then show yourself had not heard show yourself until we watched it It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I got chills. Like she's singing to this unknown voice to just like her process through going into this unknown territory to kind of understand where she obtained her powers. It was just gorgeous. I thought definitely one up to let it go. Let it go.
1: Words to live (laughs) by.
0: Huh? Ah. No, I thought those were beautiful songs. I've always been a huge fan of Wicked. The original cast in Adina Menzel is the original alphabet.
1: Does she know her ABCs? Alphabet. Ha
0: ha ha. That was funny. <laughs> Good one. Good one, babe.
1: Did I have to spell that one out for you?
0: <laughs> ha! No. That was funny. <laughs> Good one. What was your opinion on Show Yourself and Into the End? No!
1: I think Adina did it better. No offense, babe.
0: It's okay. I was super dramatic when it started though. You were. And loud. I think the cats ran away.
1: (laughs) That that happens when we're watching things. Yes. I liked all the music except for the Michael Bolton.
0: Unnecessary. Yeah. So there's other things that we've been doing in quarantine. I know we spent a lot of time on Frozen 2, but that was a that was a big turning point, I think, for me in the frozen universe.
1: You know what else was a turning point? Your birthday.
0: Yeah, I got older, not wiser, definitely have more grays. I found like five more gray hairs. I'm embracing it. Probably going to dye them before the the wedding so they're not in our pictures and then let them free and go white before 30.
1: So you're letting it go?
0: That was good. That was good. I just wanted to be mean and dramatic. (laughs) That was a good one. That was good. I was trying to think of a Frozen 2 reference, but it's fine. When I'm older... That's what Olaf sings. Or when I'm more mature. I don't remember. Point is. Birthday. I got older. I Turned 28 on the 28th. My golden birthday was spent in quarantine. It was awesome. I actually greatly enjoyed it.
1: You got some shout outs for that.
0: I did. Thank you for all the shout outs. It was so sweet. I didn't expect that. And it was really cool.
1: Thank you, Twitter friends.
0: All of our little our podcast Twitter friends. We have internet friends. I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: It's such a dork.
0: I know. I embrace it.
1: As you should. Yeah. We both embrace our inner dork. Yeah. Let that nerd flag fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: We show ourselves. Ah!
1: (laughs) But yeah, that's when you got Animal Crossing. I got
0: Animal Crossing.
1: Which I'm surprised to be seeing you right now. Like, don't you have animals to cross?
0: No, I don't need to cross any animals. I need to wait for all the rocks to regenerate some iron so I can build the shop. I need 30 pieces of iron.
1: I hate it when that happens.
0: I know. I only have three rocks on my island. Each one only produces like two pieces of iron, so it's taking me a minute. But yeah, I got Animal Crossing. The game definitely holds up to its hype, not going to lie. Uh, I was really excited when they didn't push... The production date again, because I did it last year after the Nintendo Direct. They were like, yeah, it's not ready. We're going to have to wait till March. And everyone was hoping it'd come out for the the holidays. Definitely patience on this was worth it. A hundred percent. I'm only on day like five and it does not disappoint in any way, shape or form. There's always something to do. There's always new achievements I can achieve. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's, it's really good. I don't know what. I'm really dumb. <laughs>
1: Different achievements I can achieve.
0: Yeah, basically. But it's, it's so cool because I remember playing Animal Crossing on the GameCube and it was not as interactive and free as New Horizons is.
1: You're stuck on an island.
0: But I'm not. So if I spend some Nook Miles, which I have been collecting a lot recently, I can actually get a ticket and go to another deserted island on a tour and go and, like, collect things over there.
1: Oh, so they'll let you go from one cell block to the other.
0: Yeah. And then once I uh, put the online play on my Switch, I'm going to actually be able to go to my brother's island uh, at any point and do an online play with him. Okay. So that'll be fun. And then I have some friends who are like, I think I might get Animal Crossing just so we can play together. Some of my friends who have Switches, so.
1: I know our friend JR has.
0: Yes, and I also want to visit his island and let him visit mine because I think that'd be super dope. I remember when the first one came out and then the hype was over and then Minecraft came out and you had this whole new ability of building your own world and kind of exploring, discovering new things. And I think Animal Crossing has this amazing crossover with Nintendo Flare onto a buildable world. Like I can basically do whatever I want on my island. I can chop down any trees I want. I can replant them wherever I want. Eventually I'm going to be able to make the town however I want it to look. I can move my house. I already have a new spot that I want my house to go to because I can cross the river now and I found this little location. I'm like, I would much rather have my house over here than where it is now because it's like next to a little waterfall and it's so pretty and I'm growing tulips.
1: You know, it's it, the weather's been nice outside too.
0: Yeah, Animal Crossing. <laughs> I can play it outside. It's fine. No, but on top of that, like, there's still the adventure aspect to it of gathering things for other members on the island, going and meeting new people um, on these little extra tourist islands and be like, hey, come stay at my island, building this community up. It's, it's a really cool game. I love Animal Crossing. It's the best. I'm glad
1: it makes you so happy.
0: It does. Anyway, I know there's a lot of people out there who don't understand the hype of Animal Crossing because it can, it, it, it is perceived as this game where you have to kind of wait for things to regenerate because once you hit the rock so many times, it, you can't hit the rock again until either the next day or several hours later. But it's ever changing and it, it doesn't match, match the weather outside, but it matches the the time of day that you play. Um, If you're playing at 10 o'clock at night, it's dark. They're shooting stars, there are only nocturnal bugs out. Um, But if you're playing at like noon there's daytime bugs like there's you know specific butterflies if you're playing in April you're gonna see like all my tree trees turn to um, cherry blossoms beautiful pink flowery trees because it's springtime now and we have April you know yesterday all my trees were green and had peaches on them or just green and now I have green with peaches and pink ones like it's really it's just super cool and in the wintertime it'll snow and it was raining yesterday in my game and it's a fun Game, especially when you have to stay indoors, be quarantined. I can talk to my friends on there. It's fine. My buddy Axel, he's an elephant.
1: Okay, but that's not the only game we've been playing.
0: We've been playing Jedi Academy. I'm bad at it. You can agree.
1: You're not bad at it.
0: I died twenty thousand times in the first level we played.
1: We both had to get used to it again. This is true because it's been how long since we played Jedi Academy? Like a decade.
0: It's it's been a long time since Jedi. No, probably even before that. Cause like Jedi, fifteen years. I was about to say, yeah, Jedi Academy came out before I was in high school. I was still homeschooled when Jedi Academy was out.
1: It's probably been like fifteen years. Yeah. You know, getting used to all those things again. Like, I don't, I don't think you were bad. It was funny watching <laughs> you die so many times. I, I will say that.
0: We are we are in the process of discovering different ways to uh, die. Screen share.
1: Oh, that too. Our
0: video game playing because it becomes extremely humorous after about death five or six for me. I get a little flustered and start making weird faces and growling and yes. But we have been playing Jedi Academy and it's been very fun.
1: And if you have any suggestions for game capture systems for Switch or PS4 or anything, any console, hit us up.
0: Let us know. Let us know. Or not. Or not. Or <laughs> not.
1: But yeah, so we've been having a lot of fun with that. Yes. Trying to figure out a way that we can get a stream or screen capture set up for it and post it out to our YouTube. Yes. Speaking of videos, we found a dance yes. that we're gonna do.
0: Yes, we have.
1: Which I have been practicing for like an hour a day.
0: Nice so far.
1: Which is nowhere near adequate for me.
0: <laughs> we'll take our time. It'll it'll be out eventually. I can pick up choreography pretty quickly.
1: The whole thing's like fifty seconds, yeah. If that,
0: I am giving myself like forty-five minutes, and I'll probably have it.
1: No, I, I I'm two hours right now, and I m- know maybe half.
0: Well, it, and
1: and not like not, and not like a smooth half either. Yeah, it's like I know it in my head, and I can do it, but I need to like polish it.
0: Yeah, so it'll eventually we'll have this video out for yeah for us. Uh, we're gonna give both of us some time.
1: You were just going to say, we're going to give Dave some extra time.
0: No, I was going to say, both of us have time. But <laughs> it's, it's my job to pick up choreography. And a lot of times it's my job to pick up choreography from a video. So it's going to be easier for me because I can learn from a video fairly quickly. Like, yeah. Watch it once, know how to do it. I'm fully aware. It. Yeah.
1: There's only like one movement I have to worry about in my sport.
0: Moving forward. Pretty much, yeah. At <laughs> a brisk pace.
1: A little more complicated than that, but yeah, Yeah, pretty much.
0: I can't run, so it's fine. I got the dance down. You can have the running. That's fine. Clone Wars! Do
1: you want to talk about Clone Wars?
0: Yeah, I want to talk about Clone Wars. I have a change of heart on all things except for Phantom Menace. What? Yeah, I think watching Clone Wars has really opened my eyes to Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Still hate Phantom Menace. Does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) I... Not a name, <laughs> but I have a new respect for Attack of the Clones into Revenge of the Sith. Now seeing the six uh, seasons of Clone Wars, those were the original six seasons. Now we have this final season that's attached to it that was probably supposed to be put out at some point, but they didn't. But these are the ones that came out on television. These are those six that you started with that are not new.
1: Yes. So... Season seven actually had rough cuts available and out there that people actually saw. Okay. Basically, so season six ended in 2014. Okay. After that, they re- did release a rough cut of season seven. And there so there's a rough cut of the first few episodes okay. out there. I can't remember if it's the entire season Okay. or it might be half the season that there was a rough cut. And by rough cut, I mean, it was a really rough cut. I'll show it to you later. Okay, cool. So they had all of those stories planned out. Okay. Several years ago. Okay. They did end up changing some things specifically. And as you're watching season seven, I will walk you through those because I think it's really cool. The changes that they made. Yeah. But yeah, I love season seven. I, I'm just so glad that we get to finally have the closure to the series that leads into Revenge of the Sith directly.
0: Yeah. And and the
1: Siege of Mandalore, that's going to be so cool.
0: Yeah. And I think it definitely has opened my eyes a little bit because like I said in our podcasts about Attack of the Clones and and even Phantom Menace, one of the things that I, I was missing from so much of the prequel series is I feel like... They lead us to a point and they don't complete that point. They don't put the period down on it. Or there's no full circle moment that kind of connects me from one episode to the next episode and into the third episode. Still hate Phantom Menace. Never going to change that. Darth Maul's still dope. Even more dope in Clone Wars than in Phantom Menace.
1: Maul's arc in Clone Wars. Dope. Yes. In a word.
0: Just overall Super sick. I do respect Attack of the Clones' transition into Revenge of the Sith more. Are they my favorites? Absolutely not. Are they ones that I would probably sit down and pick first to watch? No, I will still pick 4, 5, and 6 over any of the other movies, hands down. Every single time. But it gives me a greater appreciation to the transition of Anakin, the transition of Yoda, the transition of Palpatine. Like all of these character transitions that we don't get between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, we now have. And now that I'm at the tail end of it and I'm about to walk into the newness that is um, Season 7, I appreciate that and I am actually looking forward to watching *Revenge of the Sith* with all of this new knowledge. It's going to be really exciting.
1: It's also really cool. You mentioned the transition of some of the characters, but also the environment, the Jedi Council. Yeah. The, the, everything that changed in the, the Council, the collective mindset of them. The war obviously is another big thing. How people view the Jedi. Yeah. And the Jedi Council. This distrust that Palpatine kind of set in motion where the people no longer view the Jedi in a reverent light. Right. And then there's the politics, of course, like Palpatine setting himself up to basically become a
0: dictator. And it kind of put in perspective how the rebel alliance had to be formed. We see how the Republic was and it had all the actual good guys in it. And I feel like they brush over that in Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, in my opinion. It's not something I've ever kind of light bulb moment. But it wasn't until I really started diving deeper. I think it was season three or four of Clone Wars where I noticed that the Republic actually consists of the Jedi Order, it consists of all of people on the Jedi Council, it it consists of all these individuals who eventually become the rebels. It was just a really cool full circle moment for me and a light bulb moment to see that transition and see like, oh, at one point, the Republic was quote unquote good, but was it really good because we have all this corruption in it? But was all this corruption really? Like it gave me all of these like, oh, this makes sense moments. Like, it was really interesting to, like, sit back and see the Republic change its course so that we could have the Rebel Alliance later.
1: Yes. And Rebels is when you actually really get to see how the Rebel Alliance was formed. And if you ended up reading the Ahsoka book, you'll also get to see some of that as well. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. And I, I plan, I hope to continue diving deeper into this. I know... Rebels is one I might take a small Star Wars break and hop into. Um, I've been watching some clips of House. Um, I used to watch, the f- I watched like the first season or so, and I haven't finished it and I know it's on Hulu, so I kind of want to watch House. I think it's on Hulu. I kind of want to watch House just because Grey's Anatomy season is coming to an end early. Um, instead of doing 25 episodes, they're only doing 22 episodes. They couldn't film the last couple episodes because of the pandemic. So I'm going to be out a couple weeks with my Med drama, so I'm like, well, let's watch House.
1: So first of all, thrilled to hear that.
0: Yeah, I've always liked I, House.
1: I own all the seasons.
0: Oh, well, so just you can
1: just bar- you can just borrow them, or we can watch them together. I will watch House. Anytime, any
0: day. Love
1: me some house.
0: Yeah, I loved House. My mom used to watch it. We like I would, and I would watch it with her if I didn't have dance or something. I haven't watched like the beginning to end, and I really enjoy doing that with certain series. It's not something I've done. I've definitely watched episodes scattered through, but eventually, even though you don't like it, one of these days I'm gonna get you to watch The Office because I've been rewatching it with my parents. When I'm at home for a couple of minutes, I'll sit down and watch a couple episodes. And we just, I mean, still to this day, I've watched The Office. Like, I think it's this go around seven. I've seen it seven times. It's, I still laugh hysterically.
1: I've watched The Office.
0: From beginning to end.
1: I have attempted.
0: But you, didn't, you haven't watched it with me.
1: No, I haven't. Everything's Different. better. It, of course it is. Everyth- I quote
0: the whole movie, or whole show.
1: Literally everything is better with you. Thanks. So, yeah, I, I'll suffer through it.
0: Yes. We won't start at but, season one, though.
1: But I want to go back to something you said. You calling Grey's Anatomy a med medical drama? No,
0: I called it a med drama, not medical drama. There's a difference. Med drama puts more emphasis on drama and less emphasis on medical.
1: When I watched that last episode it Doesn't you, count. Let, doesn't let, count. Let me, let
0: me, <laughs> doesn't count. That episode doesn't count. It was their filler episode. It doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count. <laughs>
1: Let me try to explain to you where I'm coming from. The last time that I watched Grey's Anatomy was probably literally about 10 years ago.
0: Right, back in season like six.
1: Back when it was still a medical drama. What I saw with you was basically sex in the city with doctors.
0: Yeah, it was a bad episode for you to like reintroduce yourself into. It's my guilty pleasure. Some people's guilty pleasure is The Bachelor. Some people it's... Desperate Housewives, I don't know what's out there anymore. Some people,
1: it's Tiger King.
0: Some people, it's Tiger King. Mine is Grace Anatomy. I always look forward to Grace Anatomy. I love it to death. I can't get enough of it. I love to hate it sometimes. There's always that one episode towards the end of the season where it's, you know, they're doing a conference, or it's from the perspective of someone other than Meredith Grey, because every episode opens with Meredith Grey kind of giving the synopsis in many, many theological words. And there's always like one episode that's done by somebody else. And this one had been done by Richard Weber at a conference. So it was not the best episode to dive back into, but they're ending early. That's fine. I'm really sad. But from what I understand, we're going to get some closure and it will have its typical Grey's Anatomy cliffhanger.
1: My heart aches for you. No, it doesn't. You don't care. It doesn't. I'll watch it with you. Yeah, I'd you rather know. watch House with you though. Oh, I'm, like, I'm excited there's... to watch
0: House. I haven't I haven't watched a good episode of House in quite some time, so.
1: That's a medical drama. That's a from good one from beginning to end.
0: Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited.
1: Anyway, speaking of things we watched, Tiger King. Tiger
0: King. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. I swear she did.
1: That woman, Carol Baskin.
0: Carol Baskin.
1: Carol Baskin.
0: Killed her husband.
1: Betrayed like, Joe Exotic. How dare she? How
0: dare she?
1: I think she ordered her own hit.
0: You think so? Conspiracy theory.
1: How metal would that be? Like... Oh my that's
0: gosh. So, <gasps> like,
1: she was just trying to get Joe Exotic out the way.
0: So do you think she was talking to Jeff? I think that's his name. Yeah. I yeah. Was, in, was in it with Jeff. Because he didn't get arrested.
1: For whatever reason. Although... He should be arrested just for being himself. That man is
0: awful. That man is awful. Then the other guy who has like three wives, also awful. I sit here and I, I think one of the things that I sat back and like recognized with the Tiger King was none of them were good for the Tigers.
1: There was not a likable protagonist in the bunch.
0: No, they were all awful.
1: The only likable protagonist, the Tigers.
0: The tigers, and maybe some of some of Joe Exotic's employees. I did enjoy their storylines.
1: Two of his employees I liked. I liked three of them at the beginning. Then that went down to two.
0: Didn't like anyone except for Seth, the female yes. who lost her arm. Yes. And then the other guy who ended up doing like race cars and stuff at the end.
1: Yeah, the guy that actually had to buy a suit to go to the trial. Yes. He ain't got no legs, he Lieutenant got Dan. No legs.
0: Yeah, the dude who didn't have legs, which I I expected because at the first episode, we are hinted with an employee has lost a limb or not an employee, but somebody has lost a limb. And then we see this dude with no legs. I'm like, Tiger totally bit his legs off. And that was not the case.
1: And what was remarkable is I didn't even notice that Seth was missing part of her arm until they went through that story.
0: Exactly. And
1: I think the reason that was was because I thought that the dude with no legs was the one
0: who lost from the tiger. And I was actually talking to my friend who also has now finished The Tiger King. She said her husband did not notice the missing arm, but she noticed it right away in the first episode. She was like, yeah, I noticed it. She was like, I saw that she didn't have an arm. So it was visible in the first episode, but they were pulling our focus so far away from that with other things that I didn't even like, it was not there.
1: It was a kaleidoscope of trash. <laughs> yeah it's hard to it's a hard
0: burning to, garbage.
1: It's hard to pick up on everything in that kale- kaleidoscope <laughs> of a dumpster fire.
0: I mean that was so like there were so many moments of just pure what are we watching? And this is really on Netflix. He, and it's number one on Netflix.
1: He ran for president.
0: He ran for president and governor.
1: It's baffling. I just
0: can't even. There's just a lot to that.
1: It should be noted that we binged this all in one sitting.
0: Yes, we did. One sitting.
1: It was a lot to take in.
0: It's not something I would recommend to people.
1: Maybe spread it out over the course of like a week.
0: Or don't.
1: Or don't. just,
0: Just get it over with.
1: Rip the bandaid off.
0: (laughs) So maybe, because I think if we had spread it out through a course of a week, I think it would have been worse. I think we would have had a worse time with it. We had the open book enclosure right then and there. We were finished and we never have to pick it up again. If we only did a couple episodes here and there, we'd always have to go back to it because I would have to finish that.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have Tiger King waiting on the back of my mind. You're right. Yeah. Like, okay, this is something I have to finish.
0: If you do watch this, one and done it. One and done. Let us know your thoughts. Do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Do you think Joe Exotic should have gone to jail? Yes. Do you think Carol Baskin is a hypocrite for owning tigers?
1: Jury's out, but I still think they should put her away.
0: Definitely needs to go to jail.
1: Just for being <laughs> intolerable.
0: And last question Do you think Joe Exotic started Corona or was it Carol Baskin? I said it. It was Carol Baskin. She
1: started COVID 19. Okay, this, is, this could be a fun game. Of all the characters in Tiger King, who is the most likely to be patient zero of Corona?
0: The dude with the white hair with the three wives. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. He runs a cult. He would eat bats. They all kind of do, though. He has the worst one. If I'm going to rank all the bad ones, he has the worst one.
1: I'm going to say Jeff. Jeff. I'm going to say Jeff. Jeff started Corona. Okay. Or Jeff's friend the one that has many businesses
0: oh the, the walking chucky doll
1: yes the walking chucky i want to
0: change my answer to the walking chucky doll <laughs> please <laughs> i forget about him
1: i think between the two of them like one of them had corona part a and <laughs> walkie chucky doll had corona part b yeah and their powers combined like when they teamed up yes. they created the coronavirus yes that's the most likely scenario.
0: Yes. Or it was just Carol Baskin because
1: that woman Carol Baskin. I mean
0: for real. Ugh. Let's be real. Like, how do you know a hand doesn't fit in a in a grinder? Hmm? How do you know that a tiger isn't going to attack your feet with cologne, but you know it'll do it with sardine oil? Hmm? How do you know these are things that a tiger would attack? Hmm
1: Well, I know the things that my cats would attack. And you put catnip on something, they're gonna go nuts over it. You put it on their toys, so they'll play with
0: it. Just saying, she was a little too uppity and passive about these statements she made, and says, "I didn't kill my husband. She killed her husband, and started the corona." Gina didn't start the corona. It was Carol Basket because she fed her husband to the tiger at Big Cat Rescue. <laughs> I just came up with that one on the spot. That was so good. Ah! Okay. Tiger King, heaping amount of garbage.
1: <laughs> heaping. It was entertaining, though. It
0: most certainly was.
1: Like, after every episode, I thought to myself, okay, surely it can't get worse.
0: And it did.
1: And then it gets worse by a magnitude of, like, ten. Yes. So stick with it, folks.
0: <laughs> just just rip it off like a Band-Aid. Get through, what is it, I think it's seven hours. No, it's like six episodes, seven episodes. It's a six-hour sit-down.
1: Each episode's like 45 minutes, so I think it's like eight episodes. Okay. It's less than 10 episodes.
0: You can do it. You got it. But now all the memes make sense. I saw a Lisa Frank meme where it's was like if Lisa Frank was a real person and it was Joe Exotic in his like sparkly outfit with the tiger, I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything.
1: Do you know how many Joe Exotic costumes we're going to see at Dragon Con?
0: That's a great idea. Can I go as Carol Baskin? <laughs> Can
1: I go life? as her dead husband? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, just go as the tiger.
1: With like a husband's <laughs> foot <laughs> hanging out.
0: And all over a sign. Didn't kill my husband. Didn't start Corona. <laughs> that would be funny. that
1: any rate, great. You want to wrap this up?
0: Yeah. That's pretty much all we've been doing for um, COVID 19 quarantine.
1: It's late and I'm 85 on the inside. So we're going to bring this to a close now. Thank you guys for joining us for another quarantine cast with Pizza and Parsecs. I'm Dave. I'm Pizza. And I'm Parsecs. And you can check out our show on bit.ly backslash Pod or on your podcasting platform of choice. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a rate and review. We'd really appreciate it. You can also check us out on our socials at Pizza and Parsecs, where we would absolutely love to hear from you. We love making internet friends.
0: Yeah, be our internet friend. Everyone's welcome. We're a very open community.
1: Thanks again, guys.
0: I'm such a dork. I sounded like a little dweeb. We're a little community. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, are you going to say bye? Or are you just going to keep going?
0: Yeah, that's why I, I was like, I'm just going to be as smile. Bye. Bye.